welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody is just blessed. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1. Let's just pick it from verse 1. God who at various times in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son, who he has appointed heir of all things. Let's say heir of all things. Heir of all things. Can I hear you say that again? That is very important. Heir of all things. As I explained to you the other time, the Bible says that in him, all things consist, and all things were created by him and for him. He is the heir of all things, whatever there is to life. Um, listen, the, the essence of life is not the material stuff you've got. It's not even the job you've got, because most people, when they are dying, all those things don't matter anymore. All those things don't matter anymore. Your contacts, your, your wealth, you have to leave it for someone. If you don't give it to anybody, someone will still take it anyway. Very interesting. So Jesus, Jesus is the heir of all things. Everything belongs to you. What are the things we are talking about? Sometimes you don't take it. You think you are a Christian, but unbelievers have got better than you. But yet, you are the son and connected to the heir of all things. So, what? see, the essence of life. What, so, are you saying material things don't matter? They matter as long as they can make you fulfill your assignment in life. So, there are so many things most of us are wasting our energies on, our emotions on, which in a grand scope of things, they don't actually matter. They don't make any difference in your life. They just make you think you're okay. But actually, you are not. How many of you have seen people? In fact, psychiatrists say when you are depressed, people, when people are depressed, they do different kinds of things. Some just eat. Yeah. Mm. You just be eating. It's not because you are eating for strength. You are just eating because you have lost control. Wow. Some shop. Some shop. They will just go from one shopping to the other, buying so many things they don't need because it actually doesn't make a difference in their lives. That's what I'm trying to say. And when you are depressed and you are eating and eating, the food you eat doesn't make, really make a difference. You don't need it. Some of us are trying to buy things, trying to get jobs, trying to get certain people to like you. You don't actually need it in your assignment. There are certain people who are in your life who are a waste of time. Oh, let me put it this way. They are a waste of your destiny. As soon as you focus on destiny, they begin to shed. Your destiny begins to shed them off. Not that they, don't are, they are not important human beings, but they don't matter in your life. They can be out and it will make a difference. They can be in and rather may slow you down. Some of you, even just last five years, some close friends of yours, you don't know where they are. You're busy moving on in your life. 
Some of you, when you were growing up, the very person you used to call your, your best friend, your best friend, 15 years ago, you don't know where they are. Their lives are moving on. Your life is moving on. When you meet, oh, hello, I remember you. That's all. They don't have any bearing on your life. Not that they are not important. They may be doing great things, but you know, so long as where you're going and what you're focusing on, it, it doesn't matter. Some of them may, be, may come into your life as like scaffolding. Let's say you, you are recovering from hospital because... You had some leg problems and they give you crutches. It's just for a time. And that season, I bet you, yeah, we have to be careful. The things, particularly things, human beings matter. But particularly things that you are killing yourself for. That, that tie you have determined that I need to get this. I need to get. And the, the West has mastered materialism, mastered in making people feel if you don't have this, you are not really living life. And so what I'm trying to say is that some things are there to waste your time. Some of us, even certain jobs, thank God some of you were smart to move away from some jobs, to reduce what you are doing by making sure that what you are focusing on what matters. Some people have worked and worked and when they don't even know their children. Don't know. You are working, making money, buying that five-year-old boy, designer suit. So actually, in the gram, watch. It just will tell you the time. Whether yours is 5,000 pounds or is uh, 45,000 pounds, yes, or 12.99, or five pounds. It tells me, I'm not saying they are all the same. Please, don't get me wrong. Sister, why? The ring is okay. Why are you trying to go for 5,000 pounds? For what? He is the heir of all things. Stop, drop that kind of prayer. Oh, God. He, they will see the ring and wear. They will see. Drop it. It is not necessary for your assignment. Someone say Hebrews. Hebrews. You don't need it. As, as long as you begin to see God, work with God, and work. When I say work, it's not undue labor, necessary labor, but then toil. But I'm talking about, I mean, sleep is a, a deadly disease. Sleeping too much is a deadly, at your age, you still are believing, sleeping eight hours, it's for babies. So I, I mean eight hours. But can't you see what is going on in your life? Why? Can't you see your underperformance? Sleep has taken a chunk of your time. And you are blaming it on prayer and answered prayers. So whilst you are praying, you do do. So I don't want us to abdicate responsibilities. Because I discovered that life works for those who work hard. Back to, he is the heir of, the heir of all things. The all things there doesn't mean because Christ is the heir of all things. So let's not be, be caught up in materialism and thinking that Christianity is about materialism. Gain is not godliness. Yeah. See, gain, how do you spell it? G-A-I-N. It's not equals to godliness. First Timothy chapter 6, verse, verse, verse 5, 6, 7, it says, 7 particularly, it says it clearly that gain is not godliness. Yeah. There are people who corrupt mind, destitute of the truth. Go back, go back. Useless wranglings of men of corrupt mind. Say corrupt minds. Corrupt mind, destitute of the truth. Who suppose that godliness is a means of gain? From such, withdraw yourself. Oh, yes. 
You are not in church to, so that you can get a house. Godliness is not a means of gain. Talking about, uh, the gain there is not talking about freedom. It's not talking about empowerment. It's not talking about liberty in Christ. The gain there is talking about worldly material gain. Like the way you go, you go to work to gain money. Many people work because of money. They don't work because, because of assignments in life. They work because of money. Now, and then the next verse, for, to throw light on it, is that the next verse, verse 6, please. It says that, uh, uh, now, godliness with contentment is great gain. They suppose that godliness is a means to gain. No, but if you are godly and you are content, okay, doesn't connote lazy. Doesn't matter, whatever, whatever God gives me. Whatever. Get up and go and get something to do. There's too much in your life than what you are showing us. If you are not productive, it is against your destiny. I just stopped on his, the heir of all things, Jesus Christ. He's the heir. Now, when he says that God has spoken to us through his son, Previously, he spoke to the prophets. He took the fathers to the prophets. Now, he said, this time, he's spoken to us by his son. Then he began to talk about the son. Who he has appointed, that's where the whole thing starts. Okay? So, you must understand the position of Christ. He has been appointed the heir of all things. So, everything required for you to do what he has asked you to do. If you are working with him, and if, if you are doing what you have to do, he will supply it. Amen. He will supply it. No, listen. Ah! No human being can make you do what God has called you to do. When you say yes to God, even if he, if he has to cause um, raven to bring you food, he will. No one gets stranded fulfilling prophetic assignments yeah. and working with God. Check through the scriptures. Because he, our Lord, is the heir of all things, whom he has pointed the heir of all things, through whom also we, uh, he made the world. Everything that has been made, it was through Christ. And it's not just that he, it, everything was even made through him. He laid the foundation of it. He himself laid the foundation. Verse 10, he said that, oh Lord, you, are at the you laid the foundation. He said that, you Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the works of your hands. You see, proofs. 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 Someone say proofs. proofs. God is ready to back you with results if you can walk in obedience with him. Walk in obedience and work hard. Walk in obedience and work hard. Walk in obedience and work hard. He will back you. Some, some of us are so much afraid and so focused on what we are going to get that we miss God. Now, you are originally a Hebrew, but it looks like you are becoming an Ishmaelite. Because you, you, are in the, you have found yourself in the midst of Ishmael's all around. So you actually are almost getting being lumped with Ishmaelites. Because you have produced them yourself. At least Abraham produced one Ishmael. I don't know how many you have produced. A Hebrew now is looking like an Ishmaelite. Because dwelling among Ishmaelites, who himself has raised. Say, I'm a Hebrew. I'm a Hebrew. Ah, so... So he has appointed all things and by whom he created the world. Verse 3. Are we in verse 3? Thank you, Jesus. Who, who, uh, I like this one. 
who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat at the right hand of the majesty on high. Ha! Say sat. Say sat. Remember the seated son? The son is seated. When he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down. And I'll, I'll, I hope to talk a bit about it as I go on into the uh, message, into the text. Who by himself, when he, when he has spared our sins, sat at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than them. What is the name? What's the name he has inherited? Son. Because the next verse says that, for which of the angels? For which of the angels did he say, you are my son? You are my son. It's not just a position, it's a name he has inherited. I quoted it. Some theologians said, no, it's the, therefore God has given, Philippians chapter, chapter, chapter 2 verse um, 9, therefore God has exalted and given a name above all names, that the name of Jesus, every nation above. But here, when you look at the, 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 the structure of the text, it tells you, when he brought the angels, he says that, he rather spoke about God, has done things through his son, who he has appointed heir of all things. And um, after saying a few things about the son, he goes on to say that he is, is better than angels. He's better, verse 4 again, verse 4, he's better than angels, having become so much better than the angels because, as I told you last week, those times the angels are high. Angels are very, not those, even angels in these times, when it comes to spiritual matters, angels are very high, very high in ranking. As he has by inherited a thing, in what way is he better than them? The name he has inherited, they don't have a clue. So as, you see, as, telling us, throwing light on what he's saying, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they have obtained. Not than them, but than they, which connotes what they have also got. All right, not them, not what who they are. But what they have also got. You see, results matter. So it says that Jesus inherited. It doesn't like it was with him. He got it. You haven't got that. I'm better than you. Now, Jesus Christ, please focus your camera on Jesus. That's what he's trying to say. Focus your camera on Jesus, not the angels. Any church you go and they are talking unnecessarily about angels, run out of that place. It's not from God. It's not from God. God, God is not dealing with angels. He has given us the son. And everything, he's the heir of all things. So he, why is he better than angels? Because he has obtained a more excellent name than them. Then, then he said, for, okay, let's, let's, wait, wait, wait. You are talking about the name that, for which of the angels did he say? Uh, God can reassign different angels to you. But Jesus? Shout Hallelujah! Never go to a church where they are always talking about angels is here. The angels are there. The angels are, and they, they have names for the angels. And you can go to a church, they have names for angels that are visited. It's a demonic church. When you expose yourself to su such environments, you catch things that may can significantly, watch this, significantly damage something necessary for your destiny. So you may get some money. You may get a new job. But as long as the job is not pushing into your destiny, it will be okay. Whilst you are focusing on the job, the health, maybe some aspect of your life, that, or your marriage, your child, or something, that is so necessary for your destiny, is being disengaged. 
because you have found yourself in the wrong environment. Any church you go to and they don't teach God's word, they don't open the scriptures to teach you God's word, they are killing you softly. Because all things were made by the way. I, do you know how God blesses? He said, there's no way you can be blessed outside of, outside of God's word. Yeah. If any pastor who tells you, I'm laying my hands on you because I'm just speaking that it to be well with you. Or just, he, sp- he just spoke from his own whims. And there's no word content. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. God, do you know how God blesses? He's by his word. Bible says what? Genesis chapter 1, verse uh, 28. Verse 26 says, verse 26 says that, let us make man in our image and our dominion. Verse 28. Then God blessed them and said, the word is what's defined. Actually, the Greek word for blessing, is, I think, eulogia, okay, which has to do with eulogy. It's similar to, you know what eulogy is? What's eulogy? means to speak well of. So when blessing actually means to be to speak well of eulogia, to speak well of somebody. That's why when you say, Lord, I bless you, you are just speaking well of God. Yeah. So God bless them. There can't be blessing without speaking. Hallelujah. So the less word you have, the less blessing will manifest in your life. He says, see the man, James chapter 1, verse 25. See the man who looks into the perfect law of liberty. And this one not being a forgetful hearer, but 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 a doer of the work thereof, a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed. Blessed what? Because he's doing what? Doing the word. He's doing what he saw in the word. So there must be, first be word before you can think of blessing. I like this about Hebrews. In, read your Bible. Sometimes the Bible says, oh. Oh, oh, mag- tell her just a magnify. No, he said, oh, because you know, we human beings have been created with emotions, yeah. and sometimes the thing can grab your emotion. Mm. Mm. Look at the time I'm taking doing all these things. God have mercy on me. But as I read Hebrews, the opening chapter in Hebrews is fraught with quotations. How of you haven't noticed it? Fraught with quotations. He dropped the first quotation in chapter, uh, verse 5. said, to which of thee have he said, you are my son, today I have begotten you. There and there he quoted from from chapter 2, verse 7. Then he went on. Then he went on. Again, he quoted again. In verse 5, two quotations. (laughs) Hallelujah. Again, he says that I will be a father to him and it shall be a son to me. I'll be a father to him. He shall be a son to me. Second Samuel chapter 7 verse 40. Second Samuel chapter 7 verse 40. He quoted from Second Samuel. So first one quoted from Psalm. Then he went to um, second, uh, second Samuel. And then God, guess what? But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels wish. Another quotation. When he was making a case for Christ, Christ superiority to angels, he started by referring That's very interesting. This is one of the chapters in the Bible which is heavily fraught and heavily charged, heavily loaded with quotation by uh, biblical references. Quoting. He hasn't really said much. He was making the quotation speak for him. Because he says that, for to which of the angels have he said, then he quoted, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Again, I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to him. But, then he goes to verses. But when 
when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, then he quotes again, let all the angels of God worship him. That one to a quotation. All right. So verse 6, verse six he, quotes, he quotes making reference to Psalm 89 verse 27. <laughs> Psalm 89 verse 27. He's very interesting, brothers and sisters. Then he, uh, 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 that's verse 6. And then verse 7, he also says that, and the angels, and of the angels, he says, have you watched this? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Never ignore what God says. Because the key to your future is in what God is saying. Watch this. He started by saying that God who in times past spoke in various ways to our fathers by the prophets. Say God spoke. In these last days has spoken. Has spoken. Not he's speaking. In these last days has spoken by his son. Then he began to talk about the son. Then he starts, after talking, giving a few credentials about the son, saying that he's seated on right hand and he went, he went to us to say, who is, verse 4, who has become so much better? Become. That's a very interesting word. Become. Become. Not who is. Who has become. Human beings became. That's why he has inherited. Because that's why he has, <laughs> that's why he has inherited. Because that means that initially he didn't have it. No, but he's the God of all things. No, human, I, I explained last week. In his humanity, his humanity, he, was, he came to become a man. So he wrapped himself with human frailties, human, human restrictions, and human challenges. And the Bible said he was tempted at all points like you and I. Okay, so Jesus was just like you. That's why that song is so profound. He walked where I walked. He stood where I stand. He knows my frailty. Felt my humanity tempted in every way. Yet we, the, the only difference between Christ and us is their sinlessness. He was tempted. He went through what in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. He says that for we do not have a habit who cannot be tied by the feeling, but at all point, but was in all point tempted as we, we are. are. Is someone being tempted? He said Jesus too was tempted as we are, and yet he was without sin. That's why he died and resurrected to empower you to be like him. Tell someone you can be without sin. All right, so you, or you can have dominion over sin. In, in, in Romans, chapter, Romans chapter 6, verse 14, he says that for sin shall no longer have dominion over, over you, you, for you are under grace. Thank you, Lord. All right, so we can have dominion. So Jesus Christ was just like us. And watch this. He took humanity and elevated, exalted humanity above the level of angels. Even though they are spirit beings, the Bible says that God has made them spirits. He has made them ministry spirits. He has made them fire. They have made them wind. They are that powerful. It says that yet Jesus took humanity and elevated humanity above angels. And so that's why he says that to which of the, he has obtained, he has become so much better than angels, having obtained a more excellent name than them. Then he said, then he quoted, to which of the angels did he say, you are my son. When God said that, he's talking about Jesus Christ. Then he said, again, I like that again, mate. He said, again, he said, I'll be a father to him. Then he said that he went to uh, verse, verse, verse 6. He began to talk about, but when he said, but, but he, when he again brings the first one to the earth, he says, let the angels worship him. This quotations about this son. And then go to the next verse. Verse 7, he says that, and of the angels, he says, did you say he says? He has said, he says, he has said. Listen, if you don't find what God has said about you, you are in trouble. You don't know who you are. Take the scripture and look at the pictures God has painted of you in the scriptures. 
And that's what defines your future. For he says, he says, he says, he says, tell, speak to me, Lord. Say, speak to me, Lord. Say it properly. So he realized that the, the chapter one, he kept, God has said, God has said, God has said. Everything he said, this is what he said. Everything he said, this is what God has said. So he said again, he said about his angels. You are ministering, uh, he said, who makes his angels, that's quotation in the scriptures, who makes, God makes his angels, um, spirits and ministry flame. Verse eight. Oh, I didn't get to 10. My God. I thought I was finishing chapter one today, you know. Verse 8, verse 8. But, 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 but to the sun, it brings again. To the sun, he said, he looked at the sun, man. Can you imagine? He looked at the sun and he said, your throne, oh God. Can you imagine? He, God, God looked at the sun. Human being who has been so elevated, God looked at the sun and he said, watch this. Jesus Christ was God and man. Okay? So his godness, he created everything. By his madness, he was born like you and I. And then he took his madness and elevated the madness through resurrection. Yes. Through death, burial, and resurrection and ascension. He elevated madness so high that God said to man, he said, your throne, oh God. <laughs> your throne, oh God, is forever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. He's quoting again. So everything he quoted, everything is quoted. And that verse 8, he, he quoted the verse 8. He was quoting from Psalm 45, verse 6 and 7. And then verse 9, he quoted again from Isaiah. Look at verse 9. Ah, look at verse 9. He says that, but verse 9 says that you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God. Now, first of all, he said, your son, O God. But now he said, God, your God. So who is the God? <laughs> God has, so, so in his humanity, he's been addressed that your throne, oh God, in his humanity, the elevated humanity who has taken on, has watched this, he's mingled humanity with God. So his humanity has become so mingled that that is why he's the firstborn. When he came on earth, he was the only begotten. But after death and resurrection, according to Romans chapter 1, he said, Romans chapter 1 verse 4, the Bible says that he was declared son. He was declared son by the resurrection. He says that, and declared to be son of God. But I thought for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. How come now you are saying he was declared son? Does it mean he wasn't son already? He was, the, when we talk about the son of God, he is the one of the father from the father. In John chapter 1, verse 18, he said, No one has seen the Father, but the Son who comes from the bosom of the Father has declared him. So he came here and the Father has so one. He just came from the Father. So for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes. But when he died and resurrected, he became the humanity firstborn. So he was declared. It's in his humanity because ah, I'm a child myself. I feel like preaching Jesus. I love to talk about the son. I'm telling you, it's sweet to hear about the son. Ah, in, in Romans chapter 1, I just want you to throw your light. You have to get it in context. In Romans chapter 1, when he started declaring Romans chapter 1, somewhere from verse 3, look at me up so quickly, verse 2 on the screen. Let me show you something. Paul, we was talking, he says that who, uh, which he promised before, before, through the prophets in the Holy Scriptures, talking about uh, uh, what he's going to do through the Son. Go to the next verse quickly. Let me show you something. Verse, verse 3. Concerning his, watch this. Concerning God's Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was, watch this, who was born 
of the seed of David according to what? In human terms, he, was, he has always existed, but he took on humanity. He wrapped himself in humanity, and so he was born as a human being. And he had to, if you're a human being, we must trace your ancestry. He said, this is not someone who just showed up. He has ancestry. He's the son of David. So according to the flesh, he's the son of David. But according to his, his divinity, he's not, he's, you can't bone God. God can't even make himself. He can't create himself. Because that means that he existed before he existed. And that is logically absurd. Because if you say God created himself, he, so he was, and at the same time, he wasn't. When he was creating himself, he was created to be so... When he was creating himself, he himself wasn't. He was there and then he wasn't at the same time. That is logical absurdity. God is. God is. He doesn't have beginning. He doesn't have an end. If you don't understand it, sorry. That's the way it is. All right. So, 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 it, it, does it, God can have a, a beginning. So I said, no, is it not kind of preposterous for someone to say Jesus Christ? Mary is a mother of God. You can say he's a mother of Jesus, a human Jesus. But he, he, she was the mother of Jesus on earth, but she can't be the mother of God. God, God has not got a mom. God has not got a mom. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, let me finish this. I've gone all over the place. Let me tie it down. Okay, so Romans chapter 1, he says, that con- verse 3, concerning, concerning, concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh. Now, what's he according to the flesh? So, talking about humanity, about human, look at verse 4. He was according to the flesh, okay, verse 4, and declared, so the flesh, according to the flesh, the flesh declared to be the son of God. He was born into the flesh, then the flesh was declared to be the son of God. How? With power. According to the spirit of holiness, how? By the resurrection from the dead. So his resurrecting from the dead introduced him into a realm that was, it introduced humanity to a realm that is far above angels. Yeah. That is where he got the name. Yeah. Today I have begotten you for you are my son. Yeah. That's where he got the name. Yeah. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. That's why he says that, again he said about his firstborn. We're firstborn. In Romans chapter 8, 8 20, 29, he says that, that Jesus might be firstborn amongst many brethren. Yes. So he's firstborn. Firstborn. He was born from the dead. Humanity. Ha. Oh, somebody's just blessed. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I love to talk about Jesus the Son. Verse 8, but, but, but to the son, it says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, your God has anointed you with oil of gladness more than your companions. And then that God has anointed you. You know, in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, he said, for the spirit of God is upon me, for he has anointed me. All right? It's full of quotation. And then verse 10, let me end on verse 10. Then, and so he didn't finish. He said, and you, then he quoted again. Verse 10, he quoted again. In the verse 10, he quoted from Psalm 102, verse 25 to 27. And you, O God, and you, O Lord, in the beginning laid the foundations of the earth. That's talking about Psalm 102, verse 27. 
So he just it kept, it kept quoting. And you, all on the beginning, laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. Hallelujah. And they will all grow old like a garment. Like a cloak, you will fold them up, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not fail. But, watch this. This way brings the just opposition. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your food. You know. Sit at. Why did he say sit? He has finished everything that needs to be done. Jesus has done it. Just sit. 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 You've done it. Everything that needs to be done. It's in the verse 9. How can I, how can I miss it? He said, you, 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 Lord, in the beginning, you, Lord, in the beginning, that's the 10. Verse 9 says that you have loved righteousness and hated love. Therefore, the, um, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. There, say companions. companions. And that, another word for that is partners, your fellows. Uh, M-E-T-O meta, metatos, I think the Greek word, something like that which means your companions, your fellow. Who are these companions he's talking about? God has anointed him above his companions. Mm. Who are the companions he's talking mm. about? Right. Are the companions, the, the angels his companions, or the demons his companions, and God has, who are you? Who are his companions? Oh, wow. Next week. Amen. <laughs> Did you receive something? Yes. Come on, put your hands together and shout out. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.